Hello, nerds. Curtis here from the Nerds and Love podcast. Before our episode starts, I want to mention our sponsor today, Adam and Eve. They are the internet's best place for sexy toys and lingerie. Is that ever in dispute? Now, here's the thing. You know, we don't want you going to a creepy store. You go to the creepy store, you got to go in there. People are looking at you like, why is this guy in here? Why is this girl in here? It's kind of awkward, right? Don't get that with Adam and Eve. They ship the item right to your door. Uh, here's the other thing, too. It's super cheap because when you go to Adam and Eve and you get your sex swing or your lingerie or whatever you may want, here's the thing. After you spend $59, you get free shipping. After you spend $17, you get a free gift. That's pretty awesome. And then here's the thing. That first item you put in your cart, when you enter the doors to check out, you get 25% off that. That's incredible. That's awesome value. And it gets you things that you're going to use in your sexy times with whoever your significant other or fling of the week is. So remember, guys, go to adamandeve.com today. Check them out. Buy something cool. and get sexy. She won't get married because she's never been in love. Andy's really hot. And don't get me wrong. You're cute, too. But Andy is like cut from Marvel. He's gorgeous. He's like this beautiful face and this incredible body, and I genuinely don't care that he's kind of lame. For a lot of people, love isn't just a slogan. And if he hits you again, you tell me. I'd be forced to knock his teeth out. I don't think that would be such a good idea. He's big. I'm sorry. It's written into my character to do it, so I do it. What do you mean love? You mean a big lightning bolt to the heart where you can't eat and you can't work and you just run off and get married and make babies wait 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 don't leave don't leave please i could use your help take this quarter go downtown and have a rat gnaw that thing off your face good day to you madam have you been single for far too long are you out of touch with the dating game regardless of your plight we're here to help Put your hands together for the crew of the Nerds in Love podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Nerds in Love podcast. I'm your host, Curtis, and with me, as always, is Stephanie. How are you today, Steph? I'm good, thanks. Uh, technically, I guess Dr. Stephanie Sarkis, PhD. It's your full title, and people can find yes. out more about you at stephaniesarkis.com. And uh, Kim is unfortunately away this week, but uh, back by popular demand, we have Ari Tuckman. How are you today, Ari? I'm good. And Ari, you are a um, PsyD, I guess is your official title? I am. I'm a psychologist. And uh, people want to find out more about you, they can find out more about you at tuckmanpsych.com, correct? Correct. Awesome. Uh, let's get on to the emails that you have all sent in. And by the way, big thanks to everybody who uh, sent in emails this week, as well as uh, some new reviews on iTunes and Google Play. It's always greatly appreciated. Let's get to the first uh, email. But before we do, uh, just as a quick reminder, this is not a substitute for professional mental health and that if you are in crisis, you should seek professional help. Uh, but alas, we will try to help you out as best we can, like uh, good friend Henry here, nerds. A little background. I was with my ex of five years. We got married. Six months into the marriage, she tells me she cheated on me while we were dating. She was also abusive towards me on numerous occasions. I was doing what I thought was right and I loved her in my great state of North Carolina. You can be legally set. You have to be legally separated for one calendar year before they can finalize a divorce. Even if you were married for less than that. Now that I'm out and about, I finally have met a great girl. Well, so I think it's only been one date. Honestly, I'm embarrassed to tell her that I'm legally married, especially because I don't want that to drive her away. So how many dates should I go on before I tell her? I assume sooner is better than later, but soon I feel like I might weigh on her mind and that could be all she thinks about. Henry. I'd say it's probably not so much that you're separated. It's more that she wants to be sure that you have cut emotional ties with your ex or soon to be ex. Uh, So I would explain as soon as possible. Uh, what the situation is you don't have to get into details about the abuse but you can just say hey um you know i we were married and it didn't work out and now we have to you know north carolina we have to wait in a year and just that things are you know done um that would be my guess is that she probably just wants to make sure more that you're um 
and emotionally detached from your soon-to-be ex. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Ari? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think that, you know, the fact that you're technically married for a year, unless you're planning on marrying her within that year, from a technical perspective, it really doesn't matter. But I think Steph is right that it's about the emotional commitment. And I think that also, you know, unfortunately, there's a little bit of double jeopardy here or kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. I think that I understand your concern. If you tell her too soon, she may freak out and run. But, you know, the other side of it is if you don't tell her soon enough, she will take that as kind of a dishonesty, sort of a lie of omission. And, you know, will be angry that she didn't have that information earlier. So, so I think the trick of it is to, you know, say it sooner than later, but to be really clear about the fact that, you know, this is a technicality, your heart is not in that game, and you are therefore available to this new girl. And, you know, that it's just not something that she should have to worry about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think a lot of it is that, you know, this person that you're now with will want to be certain that, you know, there is no more like emotional or romantic attachment with this other person. And so I think just getting that across should be fine. And yeah, letting them know as soon as possible is always uh, the better way to go. That being said, I think, you know, there's always a tactful way of, you know, maybe telling somebody this, you know, I don't think you necessarily want to be, you know, maybe in the middle of the restaurant (laughs) spilling your guts out or something (laughs) like that. But uh, who knows? Maybe that's, you know, what you're comfortable with. Right. But you know, do it in a way that you're most comfortable. You know, maybe it is that you go back to one of your places and you tell her in private or something like that, right? Like whatever you're comfortable with. I wouldn't, I think there's a way of you telling her and, you know, giving her all the information she would need to, you know, determine whether she still wants to see you or not, but also doing so in a way that's comfortable for you. And I think you just got to strike that balance and that's not that overly hard to do. It's just, you know, find a comfortable way of doing it in a way that, you know, isn't going to stress you out. Cause I know for myself personally, I'm not going to go and, you know, say something, you know, very <clears throat> intimate and personal like that in a very public forum. So, you know, I can understand that there probably might be a need to maybe do so in a way that's, you know, maybe a little more comfortable for you. If you've only been on one date, then you're probably not going to have too many opportunities to say that on first date anyway. So I don't think you're really, you know, too far behind letting this person know that these kind of things. So, yeah, again, yeah. you don't need to get into great details about relationships because people really don't need to know that stuff. Just say that, you know, things are over and you just have to wait a year. I don't think it, it, at all you need to get into the detail of no. why. No. Well, and I think that this is one of those things that there's really kind of two levels to this. The one is that, you know, as you're bringing up, is the one that you're technically married. But I think there's another level here, which is that she's basically kind of auditioning you to see how do you deal with difficult situations? And by being upfront, by being honest, by being considerate of how this might affect her, by giving her a chance to ask her questions, I think that that's a pretty good test drive of you as a potential boyfriend. So, um, so if you handle that process well, I think it will it'll you know benefit you much more than it will hurt you. And, you know, frankly, if this is a situation where she, where you handle it well in how you deliver it, if she freaks out and goes running, like, frankly, this is an audition for her as a girlfriend also, you know, and I think how she handles it is going to be telling for perhaps how she handles other things that will inevitably come up in life. And, you know, you're also making an assessment about whether you like how she handles it. And, you know, if she does freak out and go running, that's not a good, I mean, I know she seems awesome right now, but like, that's kind of a bad sign for her as a potential girlfriend. So even if the worst happens, which is that she freaks out and goes running, it's still in the end, probably better if it saves you you know, from getting further down the road before you discover this incompatibility between the two of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, also, this is a really good way to determine how she does with, you know, also I guess too, not difficulties, but unexpected things, I guess. 
Yeah, and also Henry doesn't mention how old he is, but I mean, I also know a lot of people too where, you know, it's kind of like at a certain age, you know, you almost have to expect that, you know, if somebody is in their 30s or 40s or whatever, they're single, I mean, it's probably safe to assume that they've been married or at least, um, you know, major committed relationship for at least some time. So I don't think it's as... I mean, they might have been in jail for a long time. Let's not discount that. Yeah, that's possible. Yeah. 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 So, oh wait, you're married. Oh, shoo! I thought you were in jail for ten years. So, so you're saying <laughs> like, like, like bring up the jail thing and then switch it up on her, and right. then, or, then being still rehab. married is not so so much of a big deal. Yeah. Or re- yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. I, yeah. That, there's a tactic. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. You'd be like, well, I could have been in prison, or I I, I I'm married. I think the marriage is just I could just be separated. Right. <laughs> On the plus side, I've never been in jail for a long time. <laughs> I've been incarcerated in the North Korea prison, so that's enough. Let me usually remind everybody, this is not a substitute for mental health help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 I've, you know, here's the thing, and Henry, in all sincerity, I, you know, I, we get this a lot this question a lot of people being like hey i've been married or i've been in a committed relationship i don't think most people care i mean i think as long as you're honest and you show that you've moved on you're fine like that's all you really need to do and if they say no well uh, like ari said it's a test of them as well to see how they respond mm-hmm. so yeah and frankly even if it was a, a terrible relationship and it was a really stupid idea to have gotten married um you know and that's the case sometimes not always but you know sometimes it, it, I think that, you know, if you can show, look, I, I've grown from this. I'm a lot smarter now. I understand a lot better about myself, about relationships, about what I'm looking for, about how to make things work. I think that can really then be kind of more, much more of a positive than a negative. Nice. Um, and whether you be married or not, hopefully, you know, depending on your age, again, you know, hopefully you've had some relationships and you've learned some things from them. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's move on to Gina's email. Steph, did you want to read the email? Sure, nerds. If I've been on two dates with a guy I met online, he hasn't kissed me yet. Is that a sign that he just wants to be friends? Our second date was a few days ago, and he texted me right after saying he had fun and wanted to get together again soon, but he hasn't texted me about making any plans yet. Is he interested? Uh, Some people just move at a different pace than other people. Uh, I was thinking maybe ask him out to do something, and then you get your answer. So if he says, no, I'm not interested, then you get your answer. Or also just mean he need, maybe that he needs a little push or find out that you're more interested. So I would just go ahead and text him and see about getting together because it sounds like you're interested in him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. And sometimes you got to, you know, if you're ready to, you know, have some physical contact, maybe it's good to maybe initiate that too because sometimes, and not saying this for everybody, but there's sometimes a case where, one person just is a little bit trepidous about physical contact and you know if you have two people like that then you're going to just have this kind of case where one person's waiting on the other and it just turns into the stalemate so it might be good to just kind of put a little bit of initiative and see what happens if he doesn't reciprocate then at least then you know more definitively too right well and also you know i think absolutely first of all if, if you want to get kissed then kiss him i don't i don't know why you would necessarily wait for that um but you know, definitely, it's you know the whole thing about this whole Me Too movement is this is people taking initiative when the other person is clearly not interested or is kind of ambivalently interested. Mm-hmm. So you know, so nobody who has a conscience and is not a sociopath likes to make a move that gets rejected. Like none of us like getting shot down. So those of us who have some social skills will try to read our audience and say like is this person interested like if i make a move are they gonna be into it and is this going to be a good thing and so if we're anxious and uncertain we may round things down but having a partner who's very clearly sending signals this is good keep going or if you bust a move i'm definitely going to say yes like the more clear you can be in your level of interest and in your kind of flirting back the more likely that other person is going to be to make that move so not only would i encourage you to make the move if you would like to and of course if it seems like he'd be interested in it um but also to send very clear signals about your level of interest so that he's more likely to make that move Mm -hmm. 
So what I would just to for just in case people don't know, what are some clear signals? I would I would think like leaning in when you're talking to someone, maybe or like you're saying you know, you could kiss him, but what are some other signals? Because I'm thinking as being female, maybe I don't know what you all read as signals. Maybe I don't know. Like what what could a what could a person do to let you know that they're interested? Well, I think yeah, sitting in close, leaning in close, touches. You know, so touching a leg, touching a shoulder or a hand, you know, quick taps like, oh, that was so funny or that was very sweet. Um, laughing at jokes, lots of eye contact. Um, I don't know. Those to me are kind of like the big obvious ones. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and I think like just a simple touch, you know, even just putting your like hand on a leg or something like that, like, you know, it, it's innocent enough, but. You know, at the same time, do if the person doesn't want it, you know, you haven't really gone too far. You can sort of, you know, go, okay, sorry, you know, reciprocate or not reciprocate, sorry, but, uh, you know, step back a little bit. So something like that would probably be good. Yeah. And that it's a, it's, it's not a one thing. It's a, it's sort of that dance. It's like a bunch of different things that all kind of lead up, right. um, you know, unlike kind of like the porn movie trope of like you know the pizza guy shows up and then it's like oh there's pizza i guess i'm taking my clothes off now or i don't know like you know like all those steps in between get get skipped so you know it's it's not like that one sign that says definitely go for it they're into you but it's just it's that kind of sense of it and that there's a sense of kind of progression and there's a sense of kind of building excitement between the two of you mm-hmm which kind of reminds me also of my uh, roommate in grad school had this line where he said, you know, there's a lot of sexual tension between me and her. I mean, it's mostly on my end, but I think there's a lot of sexual <laughs> tension there. So, you know, so there's also a bit of a cautionary tale there of like, as much as we're suggesting for you to sort of go forward and, and you know, read the signs that are there and take little steps to maybe move it down the line and see what happens. You know, I think it's also possible if we are overly eager to kind of see what isn't necessarily there. Um, so, you know, so that's the, I don't know, like that's the unspoken, that's the, I don't know, art, I suppose, of this is to try to get a sense of like not being too cautious, but also not being too forward. And it's really about reading your audience and not just sort of non-verbally, but sometimes I don't know, use your words, as Dan Savage says, you know, can I come down and sit closer to you? Or even, can I kiss you? Or I wish you would kiss me. Um, sometimes just saying it makes it very clear. And then if someone is on a different page, then, you know, it's much easier to fix it if it's stated rather than if it's kind of reading body language. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And sometimes just as with time and experience too. I think feeling more comfortable with you know, your behavior, what the other person's behavior is reading it correctly. It just takes time. But yeah, I think stating the obvious is, is pretty smart too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. But, uh, well, actually, I guess, Ari, did you want to read the next email from Brad? Sure. Okay, so Brad says, nerds, I've been back in the dating game since January. Went on dates. Most of them were not great. Many, in fact, seemed egregiously bad. I finally met someone I clicked with. Funny enough, I met her as I started to get cynical about dating. Perhaps this caused me to lower my expectations, and this helped. Um, okay, so first of all, I hope this girl doesn't read, the, doesn't hear us saying that. Um, so, <laughs> and then. Brad finishes with, "Do you think it's overall better to have low expectations on a date?" Um, that is an awesome question. So, um, I don't know. What do we, I've got some thoughts. What do you I, guys think? My feeling is maybe he just let go of his expectations and that's what worked. Maybe it wasn't low expectations. I mean, I always think people should be kind of cautiously optimistic and keep in mind what they are looking for in someone. Uh, yeah. low expectations is to me, letting go of expectations is a little bit different. I wonder if that's what Brad's trying to say. Um, the, I, yeah, I, yeah, I would think it's letting go of expectations is what helps. You know, having having some standards, like you know, you don't want somebody to yell at you during your date or you know whatever else it is. <laughs> yeah. But but you know, but you, 
I think letting go of it means that you aren't walking in there going, I want things to go X, Y, Z direction. Mm-hmm. It's just enjoying somebody's time and spending the time with them and then just having no kind of real goal in mind. Maybe that's what helped. Yeah. I, I think too, like we sometimes get an idea in our mind of who that perfect partner is. And I don't know if it's necessarily because we that's who we know we want or maybe perhaps we are just not familiar with a different personality that we've never been accustomed to i mean i know i've been on dates with people where i have been completely shocked by their personality and not in a bad way but it's like it's a different kind of personality a different view on life than i've seen before and it you know sort of is different than what i was looking for but not in a bad way it's something that kind of takes me pleasantly by surprise so i don't i think it's good to have standards and maybe have an idea of who you want but at the same time too you should also be open to the idea that sometimes you might be, meet people that might challenge you in a healthy way and might you know be different enough that you know yeah you know maybe a lot of your core check boxes are being checked there but you know you can at least you know enjoy a little bit of a different point of view on life and just a different sort of um i guess outlook overall from this other person so i don't think there's anything wrong with that i don't know if necessarily it's you uh you know lowering your expectations but maybe being more receptive to the way that other people are and maybe perhaps that might impact you and your life so i feel like i need to add if anybody's going out someone named brad last couple weeks they are not referring to you (laughs) and if if brad if you're listening to this like on speaker mode with this girl around you you might you know just fyi you might want to lower the volume a little bit you know put some headphones in so (laughs) So I've got two thoughts on this, I guess. So my first is, you know, we have expectations on the first day, we have expectations about the person and we have expectations about the date itself. And I guess it's not clear exactly what you're asking, which of those you're asking about, but I think that's also because they often get kind of blended together. And I think that, so I think it's, it's helpful to have some standards of, in general, like what kinds of people do I tend to enjoy? What kinds of people will I want to continue to be involved with over time? Um, as well as then being open to, I don't know, some new possibilities. Um, but I think that in terms of the expectations for the date itself, you know, there are people who the moment you meet them, there's just great chemistry and it's easy conversation, it's fun and whatever. But then there's also some people who especially if they're a little bit nervous or you're a little bit nervous, it takes a little bit of time to kind of find that groove where then things kind of roll a little bit more easily. So, um, so, you know, I think those are the people where maybe having, those are the situations where having a little bit of lower standards enables you to kind of see where it's going to go. Um, but I think it also has to do with, you know, how many options do you have? Like if you live in an area with lots and lots of people on whatever dating apps you're using, then I don't know, like it may be less worth investing in someone who doesn't kind of hit a certain standard right from the get go. Um, Whereas if you live in an area with fewer available people or you're dating in, you know, I don't know, a pool that's, that's not quite as deep, you know, so I don't know if you're a gay guy in like a small southern town, you probably don't have tons of options. I think then you need to be, you know, a little bit more accepting of who's around. Um, but I think that I don't know, like I'm also my second thought here is I'm reminded of this idea that I've taken from Emily Nagoski, which is that satisfaction is a function of expectations versus experience. So kind of the example I give is if you go to McDonald's, um, you know, on the interstate at the rest area, you're probably fairly satisfied because you, you're just expecting something quick and cheap and easy. Um, on the other hand, if you're expecting a gourmet meal somehow at McDonald's, you're going to be clearly disappointed. So, um, you know, so I think how satisfied you are depends on not only what actually happens, but what your expectations are, and that we can manage both of those. We can manage our expectations as well as manage what the data self is so so i don't know um i think that you need to kind of assess whether your standards are and your expectations are in the right place or if you're setting yourself up for disappointment mm-hmm. yeah um i don't have anything else to add to you stuff I mean, <laughs> no i was gonna say what ari said yeah that was yeah. really good yeah yeah 
Awesome. Uh, let's move on to Timothy's email here. Nerds, I recently went on a date, had a good time, texted her a few days later and asked if she would like to go on another date. She replied, no. You lied to me about your disability. Now, in the spirit of full disclosure, my disability, cerebral palsy, is not in my dating profile and it never came up during the date. I have no problem nor shame in discussing it. It is part of who I am after all. It just never came up in the conversation. I believe my CP is mild. It only affects my legs. I have a limp and I struggle walking long distances without any sort of or with without support of some kind. Uh, during my day today, I use nothing at all. Did I lie by omission? Should I be disclosing my disability on my dating profile? Timothy. I, that's a good question because you know, it's your medical information. So do you really want that on your dating profile? I mean, I think probably everybody has some type of medical issue that they probably don't want to share on their dating profile. And honestly, a lot of times it's nobody's business. And if the person meets you and decides that you know, this is that you were lying through omission, that's probably the kind of person you don't want to go out with anyway. Um, my other question is too, is that I have someone in my family, my uh, direct family that has mild CP and he gets along without support. So is it, uh, you say you believe your CP is mild. I wonder if it might be time to talk with your doctor about, um, I, is it mild? Uh, and then also, just understand that you know it, it may be an issue for people and that sucks it really sucks it's an issue but it might be um and again you know everybody's got something so you're not alone um so it, do you really want to put that on your on your profile you know it, i think that everybody's got stuff that they don't want to put on their profile um mm. you know people don't say hi i'm a sociopath when i get to know you kind of thing i'm not saying cp is the same thing <laughs> but you know what i mean like like yeah. you don't want to disclose everything and again that's your personal medical information so yeah, some people are cool with that. They put that on their profile. Some people say, no, I want people to get to know me first. It's really up to you. But yeah, unfortunately, you're going to meet some people that, that, that that's a, a no-go for them. And, and you know, it's their loss. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, I feel like, you know, there's no way realistically that we can put everything about ourselves into a dating profile. And I think most people would be open to the fact that you know, yes, it's an introduction to somebody, but eventually you're going to start to learn more about people uh, through the course of going on a few dates and then some. So I, I think, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with not putting it in your profile. I mean, be prepared that, yeah, some people probably will get put off by it. Um, some people I know from just personal experience and even just, you know, emails that we get in here, some people just don't react well when something gets at like an element gets added to a date that maybe they weren't expecting and some people that's just the personality thing so i don't think there's really much you can do about that so um i wouldn't take it too personally and just move on and you know hopefully you find somebody that you know is more open-minded and is more accepting and isn't going to be as crude about it as uh this other person was it sounds like well and you know it's sort of interesting because really this is exactly the same you know letter as our first one you know where you know did he want to reveal that he was i think you know still legally married or not um i guess the difference is some some things are situational and will change with time like i'm currently married although i'm formerly married would not obviously change with time um whereas you know this cp is something that's not temporary this is ongoing so so it seems to me that, you know, at least looking at the quote here, you know, she said, no, you lied to me about your disability. So it seems to me that what she's angry about is what she sees as, as the lie of omission rather than about the disability itself. Um, and so I don't know, should this be in the in his profile? I don't know, probably not. Should this have come up before it been mentioned, you know, by the way, I don't know, maybe, um, but it may also be that this is one of those kind of screening tests, you know, like you put this out there fairly quick and if someone's sort of crappy about it, well, maybe there's your answer, you know, like maybe that tells you something really important to know about them. Um, mm -hmm. So do you want to save them the headache and, and do you want to save yourself the time and energy of it? going on a couple of dates with someone before you realize that they kind of suck or they're just not, you know, compatible or your kind of person or something. Um, so, so I don't know. I mean, this is in, you know, like as Steph was saying, like we all have stuff, you know, so like we married before, do you have a kid? 
are you too tall or you're too short or you to whatever you know like there's all there's always going to be something that some people will like about you so there will be things that people will be okay with you about with you and there's some things that are going to be disqualifying and it's kind of like each to their own yeah and also too it may be that she uh thinks it's politically incorrect to say hey i don't really want to go out someone with a disability so she says oh well you lied through omission so if that's the case she's a jerk and you want to go out there anyway um so yeah, it's I really think that it's her loss. And again, you know, I wouldn't put it on your profile. But yeah, I mean, but if you're chatting with her messaging and you say, hey, by the way, just to give you a heads up, um, I think that'd probably be appreciated. But, it, you know, you're unfortunately with a disability, you know, it, a lot, most people, you know, if you think about they have hidden disabilities. Like I was born with gastrointestinal, like all sorts of crazy stuff. <laughs> yeah. So I don't, I don't say to people, Hey, guess what? You know, I had a bunch of surgeries when I was a baby and stuff, but, uh, but that's a hidden disability or I have ADHD. That's a hidden disability. And, and for you, you know, it's, it's more out, it's more, um, I guess unhidden. Um, and again, sometimes people just kind of, they have an expectation. Like I think already said about, you know, what you're going to look like. And then when you show up, um it can be a little jarring for people and that's not necessarily a bad thing it's just again you know we're talking about the person before this you know expectations um mm -hmm. so you know i think maybe giving someone a heads up a little bit ahead of time might be good mm -hmm. yeah yeah and that's the thing it comes down to uh also touching on what i said previously with the marriage thing i think it comes down to uh balancing you know letting somebody know with your own comfort level and i think that's something that's a little bit hard to manage sometimes um and, you know, maybe, you know, I, and I, I guess with the cerebral palsy, it's got to be a lot harder because you, whether, whatever your comfort level may be at that time, I mean, when you go on a date, there's really no control over that person now finding out that you have cerebral palsy. So, I mean, I, that kind of gets a little tricky too. Like, you know, do you sort of just get out of your comfort zone to tell someone a bit earlier or do you just kind of go with it and see how it goes? Like it's, it's hard because I think it's trying to balance both your comfort level and letting someone know. And I guess in this case, it's got to be a lot harder than it otherwise would be to balance those. So I, I this yeah. is, yeah. Any, uh, yeah. any, any other thoughts? Well, here? I agree. I think that this is one of those things, you know, unlike our first guy who could go, take this woman for months before she, or, or years or maybe decades before she finds out that he'd been married before. Um, you know, my guess is that this, unfortunately the CP or fortunately, unfortunately, and the CP will become obvious very quickly as soon as, as you meet them. Um, so I think it, it really puts a, a, a clock on how much time do you have before you reveal it versus do you let circumstances reveal it for you? Um, so, so I don't know. I mean, I think, you know, you'll find out like experience will tell you, um, mm -hmm. you know, how people tend to react and what are the different ways, but you know, one of the ways you might, one of the things you might want to do is, you know, somewhere, once you've been texting and talking to someone for a little bit before that first date, maybe you say, FYI, not a big deal, but just wanted to let you know don't want any surprises here you know here is this thing you need to know about me mm -hmm. and, i love that you know. added not a big deal because i think that's really important because the schema thinks it's not no yeah but but also in fairness to the other person you might actually need to educate them a little bit i mean i you know you know what the deal is with cp but you can't expect everybody else to know what it is so you know it may be that you need to explain here's this thing this is what it is, and also this is what it isn't. You know, this is not getting worse. This is not obviously infectious. Um, you know, but I don't know. I mean, like people with really bad kind of skin conditions, for example, like you know, that's an issue. Like I, I assume most people wouldn't think that CP is infectious. I suppose you can't always, you know, never say never. Um, but you know, there's people with other conditions that maybe people do worry that this could be infectious. So, you know, so I think that. The responsibility is on you to educate and the responsibility is on them to be decent about it and to be willing to hear what you have to say and of course not everybody will be decent and you know you cross them off you cross those people off the list pretty quickly 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a really good test of character, I think. If someone is being a jerk to you or blows you off because of it, you know, you save time because you know, sometimes people don't find out that stuff about people until it's like months, years down the line. Um, but I'd also add too, you know, uh, if you haven't been to your doctor lately, I would probably just go to them and find out what your prognosis is or any additional things you can do. Uh, I know you, know, you were born a CP and um, I, you know, that's not my area of expertise. But I'd also check just to see where you stand as far as now you're getting older. So it might just be helpful for you when you're educating people to let them know, you know, kind of what the prognosis is and what your future looks like. Because, you know, when you date, I mean, maybe you're dating to look at somebody that you want to spend a lot of time in the future with. And you, and you want to make sure that you give them, you know, the heads up on what your, what I guess your medical picture is going to look like in the future. Mm. Yeah. All right. Um, Steph, did you want to read Lloyd's email? Oh, I get the asshole one. Okay, so, nerds, I really feel like an asshole for even writing this, but this is how I feel. I started a new job three months ago and developed a friendship with this girl. I really enjoy talking to her, and I'm starting to care about her, and I'm sure the feeling's mutual. She stands very close, intentionally brushes up against me. We've had a deep conversation a week ago, and she has been beaming whenever I see her. She's been pushing me to take her to an upcoming concert, too, but there's one problem. She's fat. I wouldn't say that I'm attracted or not attracted to her. My feeling physically are sort of neutral. I feel kind of shitty for saying this, but I'm sorry about what other people would, but I, sorry, I would worry about what other people would think if I started seeing her. Any stigma is almost guaranteed to damage a friendship or relationship, and I would hate for somebody to get hurt. I don't know. Any inside the situation would be appreciated. Lloyd. Well, Lloyd. Okay, Lloyd. So um, (laughs) I'm going to be nice to you, Lloyd, uh, and say that, you know, if you're concerned more about what people think, uh, maybe you're not ready for a relationship. Uh, It it sounds like you're attracted to her. She's attracted to you and the feelings mutual, or it sounds like you're assuming the feelings mutual. That's the other thing I was thinking too. Um, It it sounds like you're attributing feelings to her and and we don't really know if that's actually the case. Sorry to shoot you down there, Lloyd, but um, well, in his it, defense, it sounds like it. I mean, as at least based yeah. on the description. Yeah. Well, so we'll just we'll just roll with that that she's into it. So, so okay. So that gets back to the point of you're more worried about people are going to think, and that to me is a sign that maybe you need to do some work on yourself, uh, and because you like her and she likes you, so um, what other people think is such a minute piece of a relationship uh if you really like someone and you have you have common interests and common values and you have fun together what does it matter um and i don't know why i i think you should probably start learning how to let go of what other people think of who you're going out with Mm -hmm. well and i have to think that 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 concern about others opinions must go beyond who he's dating. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so on the one hand, I mean, we are social creatures and, you know, you do need to get along in the social world. So you do need to have some awareness of kind of social mores and what people are thinking and whatever. But, you know, having said that, um, I don't know, like at the end of the day, we all make our own choices, at least about matters of opinion. And, you know, who you want to date, who you want to be friends with, where you want to live, what you want to do, like, those are your choices. And, you know, obviously, everybody is going to have opinions, because we all do. But, you know, at the same time, just, I don't know, it's kind of like a line I sometimes use is everybody else gets to have an opinion, but you're the only person who gets to vote. You know, when it comes to who you want to date, you're, it's only your vote that matters. And if other people are having opinions, and maybe those opinions say something, say more about them than what it is that they're having an opinion about. So I don't know if you have friends who are going to judge you because your otherwise awesome girlfriend is, you know, too heavy. I don't know. Maybe those guys, maybe they kind of suck as friends and maybe you need to reexamine who your friends are. Um, but I don't know. I guess the other. Oh, I had such another good point. Now I don't remember what it was. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think that, you know, I think at the end of the day, you just have to decide what's important to you. And, you know, is this girl's weight a thing that's going to be a deal breaker for you or, or isn't it? And I don't know, I guess how awesome she is in other ways might, you know, have some impact on that. 
Yeah. You're really good. I, I'm always impressed with Ari's answers. So I'm like, yeah. Like, I, I want to clap afterwards. Yeah, I think, I think that's... <laughs> Yeah, I, I think that's perfect. Yeah, I mean, if your friends, again, you know, just like you said, if your friends are giving you grief about, you know, what your girlfriend looks like, they're not your friends. So, mm. you know, take a look at who you're hanging out with because that's yeah. not very good for, for you emotionally to have friends that are critical of who you go out with. Now, that's different than if your friends say, hey, um, she seems like she's being abusive or she seems like right. she's being manipulative. That's totally different. But if they just say, hey, your girlfriend's heavy, well, you know, you feel like an asshole for writing this, but you know, they're actually the assholes if they do that. <laughs> so, you know, that's, that's what I look at. You know, it, it, there's a difference between giving your opinion because you're concerned about your friend's welfare and just being a jerk and pointing out somebody's physical issues. Mm -hmm. Yes. And that, that was my point. That was my missing mm -hmm. point. Exactly. Like, are they saying this for your benefit? Is like your girlfriend's kind of a bitch and she doesn't treat you well. Or are they saying it because for them, they couldn't imagine being with this person because they have different interests. And it's like, well, that's fine. You're not dating her, so shut up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And just for your friends to say something like that, that's so obnoxious. Yeah. So, yeah, and yeah, I think Ari's right. You know, it sounds like what people think about you, it goes beyond this. And so that's something to kind of really examine. How does this impact your life in other ways? Yeah, I mean, reading this it's interesting because this is probably one of the most complex emails we've gotten in a while for in my in my opinion at least because i feel like the real core of this is regardless of what your friends think regardless of all these other factors like the question that that you need to ask yourself lloyd is simple do i want to go out with her and you throw in all these things and i'm not too sure wh why necessarily i mean does it you know to reiterate it doesn't matter what your fr your friends say it's ultimately your choice i mean whether you want to go out with this girl or not i mean it ultimately is your decision and hers i, I guess although it sounds like you're pretty confident that she would want to go out with you um so you know it, it's you know i guess the question you gotta really ask yourself is are you wanting to actually go out with this person or not and i mean regardless of what you know your friends are saying or what other people are saying it's it's ultimately your choice on whether you want to ask them out or not um and i wonder if maybe you're not too sure if you want to go out with her because i mean if you really wanted to go out with her regardless of what your friend said or not you would go out with her I I I don't think this necessarily comes back to the whole friends. I think it comes back to what you want to do. You know, I've been in I've been in situations where friends have said don't date this girl, but you know, I you know, know better or I have like a better hunch of things than my friends might do and I sometimes go against that grain. I don't think necessarily if you if you like this person, you wouldn't be necessarily listening to your friends. I wonder if down at your core level you just don't want to go out with this person and if that's the case you have to be honest with yourself and honest with her and let her know that um i wouldn't let your friends stand in the way of that i it really comes down to your decision that you want to make and you've got to you know unfortunately make that decision for yourself um you know and either way it sounds like there may be consequences to deal with however severe they may be but I think at the end of the day, you ultimately have to come to the decision that you want to make and just live with whatever consequences may happen. That's that's ultimately it, at least in my opinion. I don't know what, what you guys think. Yeah. Let me throw another wrinkle on this. Because, I mean, I agree with what you're saying. But so <clears throat> the fact that this woman is overweight, to some extent, to some greater or lesser extent, that is a changeable thing. Um, mm -hmm. And not everything about someone is changeable, but like in some ways, this potentially is. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think it puts him in a position without being a fat shaming dick about it to say, I think you're really awesome. I really like hanging out with me, but I got to say, you know, you're heavier than most of the women I tend to date. And, you know, like, to be really honest, but not in a hurtful way, you know, like this affects part of how I feel about you. And maybe that shouldn't be, but, but that is. And if we were to, you know, get together and stay together, I guess it would be important to me to know that you 
you know, would take this seriously and at least try to work on it. And it's sort of like, so the, the by analogy here is it's kind of like, I don't know, if you started dating someone and I don't know, there was parts of their life that were kind of problematic. So like they drank too much, you know, would you have a right to say, I'm kind of concerned about this. This isn't really what I'm into or their finances are a mess and, you know, that's having a negative effect or I don't know, they're dragging their ass on getting that divorce finally, you know, like, I think we have a right to make requests. I mean, not demands and don't be shaming and insensitive about it. But I think we have a right to make requests. And I think then the other person has a right to judge whether that's a fair request and whether they're willing to do it or not. And maybe what they'll say is, you know what? I've always been overweight. This is who I am. I'm not interested in changing it. Fuck you. I'm, I think we're done here. Like that, that is a risk that you take in making a request. But, but I think it's, I don't know. Like, I think we can make those requests of each other. Um, as long as it's done in a decent way that gives the other person the feeling that they have a, an alternative, that it's right. not a money or your life kind of scenario. And is it so important to you that you're willing to risk the relationship? Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Um, Ari, did you want to read Cameron's email? Sure. Okay. So uh, Cameron writes, nerds, a friend of mine bailed on Kings of Leon with me this weekend. I already have the tickets and I'm considering taking a girl I've been chatting with from Bumble to see the show. Is this a little too much or should I just go for it? All right. I think this is a this is a nice after our you know multi-layered much more complicated last question here's here's a bit of a palate <laughs> cleanser um, i think this is pretty straightforward i think that so on the one hand you know i think the risk in asking this girl is that she might feel like you're moving too fast you know like we've just been chatting and now you're going to take me to a concert um that she might feel like you're kind of playing, you know, pushing too hard here. But I think if you can make it clear to say, look, I've got these tickets, my friend bailed, if you want to come, whatever, no big, you know, that would be great. No big deal, no pressure. Um, I think you just don't want to make it sound like, I had this extra ticket, I, either I have no other friends to go with or nobody else is available. I mean, I you're alive, I, I guess you could come. <laughs> Right, so you, so you got to find some sweet spot in between her feeling, you know, pressured like you're playing a hard game with her versus, you know, completely discounted and like she's the last choice or something. Um, yeah. But you throw it out there and she takes it great and if she doesn't, who cares, whatever. Yeah, I like the idea of saying, hey, my friend bailed. Do you want to go see this? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that. Yep. Or instead of saying you're alive, let's do it. Right. Right, exactly. You're a carbon-based life form. I'm a carbon-based life form. <laughs> right. Yeah, so. <laughs> I have one ticket, and I need one person for this ticket. You are one person. <laughs> right. <laughs> or, you can, or try that, care, and then get back to us and see how, let us know how that went. And then yeah. we can help you pick up the pieces. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're a generically one person. So. <laughs> but, you know, what I also say is if nobody wants to go, just go by yourself. Like I go to concerts by myself because my wife would hate it and then she'd make me miserable. And then, you know, we fight over it and whatever. So like I go to concerts by myself if nobody else wants to go because I'm not missing the show. And I certainly don't need somebody to stand there next to me when some band is like, you know, blaring away on stage and you can't talk anyway. So, um, so if this whole date thing doesn't work out, then just go anyway. Yeah. I think that you touch on that, that, that it's interesting because I think just by and large, we tend to value going to like movies and concerts and whatnot as a group. But sometimes like if you're really dead set on going, you know, instead of trying to get someone to fill in those gaps, just go like, don't, don't let, you know, someone going or not going affect that. Just go for it. Um, but first off, I'm going to say Kings of Leon is an amazing band, one of my favorite bands. So I'm going to say I'm just by default, I'm biased. I'm going to say if you can take this girl to this show, you're, you're, you, you've got a good chance of the date going well. I'm just going to say right there, Cameron. So 
Um, <laughs> you could have chosen a lot worse of bands to take this girl to. So I'm going to say go for it. Um, that being said, yeah, don't make it seem impersonal. You know, you want to let her know that, you know, it, that you're interested in bringing her. But I'm just going to say, like, aside from that, just on a pure, like, is this a good idea for a date? I'm going to say, yes, go for it. Um, if I think it's also interesting. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, Kings of Leon's a great band. In the case where I've gone to Kings of Leon with, um, you know, a girl, it's always ended well. So I'm just going to say oh, that's there probably, you go. You know, uh, there might be some kind of, um, the, what's the word? Um, aphrodisiac, or- maybe? <laughs> orgy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe if you find a couple girls on this date, awkward. who knows? Kings of Leon has a very intoxicating sound, so who knows what might happen? Um, but yeah, no, I'm just gonna say, on a pure like, should you take her uh, to see Kings of Leon? I I would say go for it. Um, I don't know. Um, go and go enjoy yourselves, and uh, you know, make sure that you bring protection because something tells me if it's a Kings of Leon show, you might need it. Just saying. This show brought to you by Kings of Leon. Right. <laughs> hey, I, I'm sure they would take it. They, they yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I think this is also a good screener to see what kind of music the person like. I mean, that's for true. some people, if you don't like a certain genre of music, that's a. Deep. Oh yeah. So it, it sounds like Curtis that the person should like Kings of Leon at least to some degree. For you, uh, oh. if they say I hate Kings of Leon, they're terrible, which is not my feeling. I. I like them. So, um, but I would think that for you, if someone said, I, Kings of Leon, blah, 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 that you kind of be like, eh, I don't know. I question this relationship. <laughs> I would so, probably be like, hmm, this is one, yeah. this is one uh, negative, uh, negative right. denote on your, on your profile. <laughs> right. And I'm not saying you have to like the same music in a healthy relationship. That's no. not it at all. No. Something that, you know, if you're really into this band, it represents who you are as a person. And this person just doesn't like it at all then, I mean, that that could be a deal breaker for some people, so. Now, am I the only one that thinking, that's thinking that, um, you know, maybe Cameron can bring the girl from Lloyd's email? Maybe, because, you know, she wanted to go to a concert and he's got King Sylvian tickets. Who knows? Maybe they're both, they're all going to the same show. Um, so who Whoa. Knows? Yeah. <laughs> that just blew my mind. <laughs> and then they all find out that they've, they've written in emails. Yeah, they're like, hey, I recognize you. You're that <laughs> asshole that talked about fashion yeah, someone email. on a podcast. <laughs> yeah. You're body shaming. Hey, nice to meet you. Oh, you're the body shaver. Oh, well, hey, I'm the guy that had to fill a general admission, so I brought a general date. Oh, yeah. That's the nerds and love community for you. Um, <laughs> all right, let's get on to the last email here. Uh, nerds, typically my dates start with a simple coffee date. I figure that if all goes well, we can go do something else like go see a movie, go for a walk, etc. Lately, though, the dates all end before coffee. Uh, I'm wondering if I should put more effort into my dates or if this I, if this idea of tapering my dates is a good one. Jake. I mean, like what if they end before coffee, how f- far have they gone? Yeah, isn't coffee kind of like the I wonder if he like, means that like. Sounds- it's like, hi, I'm Jake, and they're like, they they peace out. I mean, yeah. is that kind of like, hi, I'm Jake. Kind of... Oh, cool, Jake, I'm out of here. Yeah. Right. Maybe the, if he means the like, line's too long. I wonder if he means yeah. like after, just like just the coffee, and that's it. Maybe that's what he means. Um, I'm guessing. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, oh, I'm thinking like they are meeting for coffee. Okay. Yeah, like I think maybe they meet for coffee, and that's all they do. Uh, is maybe. Oh, I, if it goes well, okay. I think that's what he meant to say. I don't know if he necessarily got they that. They all end across. after coffee, maybe? Okay. Because if they're ending before coffee, there might be, I don't, I don't know if that sounds like a whole other issue. Yeah. Like but... If you're not even getting to the date in the first place, then yeah, that's right. a, bit of a bit of a more systematic issue. Um, yeah. Right. There's I nothing mean... if it ends before the orgy at the end of the Kings of Leon concert, but if yeah. it ends before the coffee, yeah. yeah. If there's <laughs> a point, the a... first thing. Which is oh. not being on a date, and point B, which is an orgy after a Kings of Leon concert. How we get there, you know, there's different kind of stages, right? Um, right. I just realized my dad listens to the podcast. I just brought up an orgy. That's just so embarrassing. And Kings of Leon. <laughs> so if your dad starts listening to Kings of Leon, just say you might, you know, you don't, might want to just stay away for a bit there. Playlist. <laughs> don't check his playlist after this. If you see Kings of Leon, you're going to be scarred. So. But I do think for Jake here that, yeah, I mean, I think that people 
will sort of, if they feel like you put in the least amount of effort to create a date, which doesn't mean that you did, but if it seems like it, then they may feel, I don't know, sort of insulted or like, I don't know, like your head's not in the game, you know, and they may then sort of bail out because they might feel like they're wasting their time. So, um, but I don't know. I think it comes back to the concert thing that like, you know, if you show up on a Tinder date with like a, I don't know, a limo and a tux, the, you know, the girl might be kind of freaked out, like, you know, holy shit, is this guy, you know, going to propose on the first date or something? Um, so I don't know. I mean, I guess you need to sort of show enough interest without looking like a stalker. Mm-hmm. And I like your idea that I, you're kind of alluding to like, kind of, I guess, dating economics in the beginning of the podcast and, and talking about how if you have a wide range of people to choose from, maybe your dates, you know, just decide right away, hey, um, you know, this is one of many people I could date in this big city. So how about I just end this now? Because I'm just not feeling it. And I think that's one of the downsides of online dating is that people move on pretty quickly because of people to choose from. Um, so it just may be luck of the draw, Jake. You may be a great guy. And it just may be that things are not, you know, working out. Or, you know, I've, I've had clients that have asked, you know, people, hey, I, you know, this seemed like we were kind of getting along pretty well. And I'm just wondering kind of, um, I was wondering if we could go on a walk later. And I noticed that it didn't work out. And just for my own, I guess, edification or my own knowledge, I'm just wondering, is there something that I did? And yeah. and I think that's helpful because what if you were picking your nose during your date, right? I mean, you, you need, I'm not, that's like an extreme. But if you were yeah. doing something that like manner related, that's a good thing that you, that's easily workable. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, sometimes people just, uh, you know, you aren't taught manners or you just don't know them. And there are a lot of great videos. I think we talked last week that there's a there's a whole video series on YouTube about having manners when you go out to eat. So um, yeah. it may just be something as simple as that. Or it could just be that um, you just haven't met the right person yet. Well, yeah. And I, and I actually kind of recommend that same thing. Now, a lot of people won't tell you or they'll give you some like empty sort you know nothing sort of response of like oh i just wasn't feeling it or something but but i do think it's worth asking and to say look i want you to be honest like don't if there's something to say don't hold back like you know i'm interested in the feedback i'm not and also by the way i'm not trying to get back in with you um mm-hmm. just to see what people are saying especially if there's like a trend then i think it it you know there's probably something there versus one single person saying it um but I don't know, it may also be worth a little bit of taking a look at like, who were you going out on dates with in the first place? And, you know, are you are you winding up with the right people that, you know, it's likely to be a good match and it's going to go well? Or is there something about how you're selecting people to go on dates with that it just isn't working, you know? Or is there some difference between what's in your profile or what's in your, you know, chats before you wind up in person um you know so people think they're signing up for one thing and they're getting something different which doesn't mean worse but just different so um so i don't know i mean i think that it's worth taking a look at a bunch of different pieces here and trying to figure out like what exactly is happening Mm -hmm. yeah i i think too there's a lot to be said for asking dates you know if there's anything that you know they recommend that you improve i think you know just even asking somebody like hey you know is there any you know thoughts you could provide me or something and you know take it all in stride obviously but you know it, it that's how you're going to find out if there's a common thing and you know sometimes it's a case where somebody tells you some weird one-off thing like i don't know maybe they might say hey i thought i saw a monkey on your shoulder or something and you go okay that's weird but you know not much you can do about that but if you hear people say like hey you know maybe you get five people who say, Hey, I noticed you have a bit of an odor problem or something. Then you can go, okay, well then, you know, uh, if these dates are ending like that, you might want to start asking that if these dates are, uh, not going well, just so you can sort of establish a baseline as to what really is going on. And again, you might get some answers that you might go, well, that's not something I'm going to worry myself about or concern myself about, but there may be some things that you might want to. So, just take it all in stride and, you know, try to do that. I mean, it's actually all for your own benefit too. I mean, I actually kind of wish more people would 
ask like hey how how did i do on this date you know i think we can all kind of learn to self-improve and learn from these things and you know and, i don't think there's anything wrong with asking that as a and question. it's not and it's not an easy thing to ask but you can learn a lot from it and oh, you yeah. may not necessarily you may not necessarily like the answer but again yeah there's a pattern i want to take a look at it and, and let's say just for argument's sake that jake these dates really are ending before coffee um, I, I know, I think maybe Ari or Curtis had mentioned, you know, is your profile on your, on the site accurate if you're doing online dating? Um, yeah, again, who are, who are you going on dates with? What about the milieu or the environment you're in? Uh, I know that, uh, I have ADHD. And so if my meds have worn off and I'm in a coffee shop where there's a lot of stuff going on, it's harder for me to focus. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm probably more likely to bail a little bit early. So, uh, you know, is it a place where you can have a good conversation? Uh, and it might just be that you're in a place that's so crowded and so busy that you're not able to actually hear each other. And that can be a turnoff for some people. So, uh, you know, look at where you're going and double check with the person too. Hey, yeah, so this is my idea. We, we meet at, you know, XYZ coffee place. Is that cool with you? Um, so, you know, good. Because um, the other thing I'm thinking too is, you know, there are people have boycotts but against different places. So you want to ask and see if that's an issue as well. So. Mm. Um, you know, just check with the person beforehand. But if they are ending before they even have coffee, um, yeah, I would do the brave thing and, and ask why. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Well, I guess that's it for this episode. Uh, thanks again, Ari, for joining us. I know the listeners always uh, benefit from your uh, insight and experience. So thanks again for joining us as always. Um, and again, people can find out more about you at... Uh, tuckmanpsych.com if they want to check out your website and reach out to you personally uh same with you stephanie uh stephaniesarkis.com if people want to reach out to you personally uh also remember that if you want to email in it's three and green nerds podcast at gmail.com if you want to email in your questions or concerns maybe you've encountered a real life kings of leon sex orgy and you want to <laughs> attest to this i don't know um just putting it out there um you know you can always email us and let us know uh, and with that said, we'll, we'll see you guys all next week. Bye for now.